0: Welcome back to Fall Classic Rewind, the stories behind the World Series. We're continuing with the 2023 American League Championship Series between the Rangers and the Astros. Uh, we're going to be covering games 3, 4, and 5 at Globe Live Field, uh, heading into those three games. Texas is up 2-0 in, in the series. They went and took it to the Astros in Minute Maid Ballpark, but they're going to have a tall task ahead of them facing a very hungry Astros team uh, who has had their way with the Rangers uh, in Arlington. Uh, And as this series plays out, that trend is going to continue uh, with the Astros going to take care of business. Um, You know, it's it's a very important thing to note. When you go down 2-0, when you lose the first two games at home, it leaves you little to no room for error for the rest of the series right Uh, when you lose home field advantage it means right in order to extend this series the astros are gonna have to win two out of three in arlington and realistically for them to have a chance in this series as i'll as i'll discuss as this goes on they're really going to need to take all three Given the Astros' struggles at home, right? They were under 500 at home this year. It, it's been well documented, and there's some of it's kind of inexplicable. But for whatever reason, you know, the hitters haven't done as well. The pitchers have struggled, and you know, it's it, it's kind of just an unknown of like, well, what's going on? But one thing's for certain, they're great on the road. 51 and 30, 6 and 1 at Globe Life Field, including the last 5. So, you know, these Astros are road warriors. They're unafraid of what's to come. Right? They they're ready to get after it for whatever reason they feel comfortable in that ballpark, maybe I mean, it definitely is. Seems like a very comfortable hitting environment. Uh, see how well the the Rangers hit, right? <laughs> it's not just the talent. Hitting environment matters. Um, but these Astros, they're ready and they're battle tested, right? And it'll be interesting to see. Okay, how do they perform with their backs against the wall when they don't have room for error when they need to perform, all right? And they're going to have a good guy going for them in Game Three. And that's Christian Javier, who in his three postseason starts that he's made heading into game three, right? He's allowed two hits. Not allowed two hits per game. No, he's allowed two total hits in about like 16 innings or so. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. not who you want to be facing, right? Um, his his fa- his rising fastball and slider combination, so filthy, you know, and he looks locked in. After having a disappointing regular season, Javier looks locked in, looks like the guy um, who helped lead the Astros to a World Series title last year. They'll be going up against... A future Hall of Famer, Mad Max Scherzer, who returns from a triceps injury, you know, much quicker than everyone expected, and he's going to be starting Game Three. But with that means, you know, for Bruce Bochy, you don't know what you're going to get. He hasn't pitched competitive innings in about a month, Uh, and while Max Scherzer has had great postseason moments. It was awesome in 2019 for the Nationals. I mean basically when he and Steven Strasburg pitched, the Nats didn't lose right in those playoffs. like it was those were the guys that they leaned on, all right uh, And he was awesome. Uh, despite actually against Houston, he had he had his struggles with command um but he kept the Astros bats at bay right otherwise it's been a little bit of a mixed bag for max especially lately like got hit around with the mets last year got hit around by the Braves in the 2021 ALCS and part of this is hey max is getting older right and to stay fresh in those in those late innings it's hard to do it's hard to do as you get up there in age and so it'll be very interesting to see How Max, given everything, right? The fact that he's returning from injury. The fact that he's going up against a tough lineup, right? How is he going to do in this game? Well, we'll get into game three at Globe Life Field. Max Scherzer, Christian Javier. The battle for Texas continues. After a word from our sponsor. One,
1: two, three. Well, you need your hairs cut, but you don't know who to trust. There's only one place you can go to that they don't make any fuss. It's known from east to west, and you search from north to south. When you gotta look your best, and the best is good enough, it's the barbershop of Texas. Well, Texans that know, they know that the best place to look sharp and feel sharp is where they keep the scissors and the razors nice and sharp. It's the Bob Shop, oh Texas. From Amarillo to Abilene and all points and air strips and highways in between, from El Paso to Nacogdoches and supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, everybody knows where to go. For the latest wild styles to something old school and out of fashion. You'll find it all at the Bubba Shop, ho oh, Texas. You want a Guriel Purple, a Maldonado Red, a Bregman Buzz, or a Bochy Buff? <laughs> Whether you root for your Texas team in the DFW or Houston, there's one place we all go to to spiff it up and put on the swank. It's the Bob Shop Texas. Now in two dozen locations all over the Lone Star State, including our newest shop at Hobby Airport, and opening soon in Wichita Falls, right next to the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame and Museum. Come on down now to the Bob Shop of Texas.
0: To start this game, Max Scherzer is able to get a 1-2-3 inning, but it's not without some loud noise. Altuve takes him to the wall in center field. Tavares runs it down right at the track. And after a Michael Brantley strikeout, Alex Bregman flies out deep to center as well. So early on, Max not fooling anybody. Javier responds with a 1-2-3 inning of his own, uh, including with a a deep fly ball to center from Corey Seager. But there's a lot of real estate out there in center field uh, at Globe Life. In the top of the second, things get just a little too interesting for Max Scherzer. On an 0-2 count, he hits Jordan Alvarez basically with a back foot slider or cutter He is able to strike out Jose Abreu, but ends up walking Kyle Tucker and then gives up a single to Mauricio Dubon, uh, who's in the lineup instead of Chaz McCormick playing center because Dubon's been hot lately, but McCormick's been struggling uh, to to a small degree, uh, especially against right-handers. Max is able to get a pop-up from Jeremy Pena, you know, to you know, which seems like all right. Max is going to have a chance to get out of this inning because up steps Martin Maldonado, right? Who is probably the worst hitter in this series, right? You know, Maldonado has had a rough year offensively, uh, has come up in big moments so far in this series and in these playoffs, and not come through for the Astros. But the pressure of the moment, right? And this is the thing, when you've had a layoff as long as Max Scherzer has had, right? And it's very clear that his command is not what you normally expect. Sometimes, some bad things, some unexpected things can happen and the other team is going to capitalize on them. Here's the O one. one
2: in the dirt, kicks to the right of Heim. Here comes Alvarez, and he will score. And
3: the Astros lead one nothing. their first lead in the series. Boy, it should have been an easy block. But the upper body of Heim stayed straight up and down, so the ball kicked hard to the right. You want to lean forward a little bit to get that ball to, to fall and deaden right in front of you.
2: And a slider in the dirt. Tucker goes to third. Dubon goes to second on the wild pitch. One and one the count to Maldonado. Scherzer delivers. And that is hit sharply past Youngin in the left field. Tucker scores. Dubon around third coming home. He will score as well. Maldonado racing for second. The throw in the second, the slide. Maldonado was out, but the two runs count.
3: Maldonado says take a look at it, iffy, on whether or not they tagged him. What a big hit for the Astros nonetheless. Astros with
2: a 3 to nothing lead, and the Astros are not going to challenge the out call at second base. Two runs single for Maldonado, a wild pitch also scoring a run. And after one and a half in game three of the American League Championship Series, Astros 3, Rangers nothing. Now-
0: Very uncharacteristic for Max Scherzer losing control like that on a wild pitch, and then following up with a pretty bad pitch to Maldonado who rips the ball for a two RBI single, making it a three, nothing game, right? Like this is a really significant moment in this game because if Max Scherzer doesn't throw the wild pitch, right? And he's able to approach Maldonado, right? With the confidence to throw a slider, right? And throw the pitches that he needs to without fear of yanking one, right? Maldonado is a guy who chases out of the zone, right? You don't necessarily need to throw him pitches in the middle, right? You can attack the edges of the zone and Max Scherzer loves to do that. But being afraid of throwing another wild pitch, right? He leaves one right in the middle of the plate. And Maldonado's all over it. A clutch hit for him. Gotta feel good for Maldonado, who has had his struggles this postseason. Uh, and frankly, this whole season, right? Um, and for Max, he's gotta be kicking himself there because he had an opportunity to get out of this inning with no runs given up, get out of a big jam, and yet, and instead, he gave up all three runs kind of kind of a key moment there early in this game and then as i always talk about what's important coming right after a shutdown inning and that's exactly what we get from Christian Javier getting Adolis Garcia Garcia Haim, and Mitch Garver out uh on relative on on Pretty efficient, right? Just 12 pitches in this inning for Christian Javier. Now to lead off the third, Jose Altuve steps up to the plate. Altuve keeps climbing up the ranks of postseason history. And in a one-two count, with Robert Ford and Steve Sparks on the call, Jose Altuve is going to continue making postseason history off of Max Scherzer. This one's clubbed left field and deep going back to Varus
3: still going back still going back. It's gone. That's how you do it. Left center field for Altuve six rows deep. Four nothing Astros And it's Altuve's turn.
2: 25th career postseason home run for Jose Altuve. Four shy of Manny Ramirez for the most all-time.
0: What a swing there by Jose. And that's a really big moment for him, right? The first two games of this series, Altuve really struggled and hit well against the Twins, right? Right. Uh, came up with some big moments there. But so far in this series, Altuve's come up in big situations and not gotten the big hit. Uh, and if we remember last year in 2022, pretty much the whole American League side of the playoffs, he struggled mightily, uh, which is kind of shocking for Jose Altuve, who's one of the best postseason players of all time. with um, that swing there off of Max Scherzer, right? And when you think about the ball he hit to center field in the first inning, right? You can tell, oh yeah, he's getting his timing right. He's getting his swing right. He's going to be getting the barrel to the ball because Altuve's an aggressive hitter, right? Think about like small guys like Dustin Pedroia too, right? Of where they love to be aggressive. You know, they swing at pitches that almost seem like they're over their head, but they're able to get the barrel to them. And well, 25 career postseason home runs. How about that for our guy, Jose Altuve? Now, Javier continues to pitch really, really well as this game goes on. You know, again, we talk about shutdown innings. That's exactly what Javier gets in the bottom of the third uh, working around a two-out walk to Leody Taveras, um, you know, to once again put up a scoreless inning, keep it at four nothing. Exactly what you're looking for from your starter. And then in the top of the fourth, once again, Max Scherzer' third consecutive inning that he gives up a run. Um, after Jose Abreu doubles to the left center field gap and is moved over by Kyle Tucker, Mauricio Dubon puts up a great at bat, three-two count gets a single to center to bring in Jose Abreu, making it a 5 nothing game. So four innings, five runs given up by Max Scherzer. Does end his game a lot better, striking out Jeremy Pena and Martin Maldonado, but not what Bruce Bochy and the Rangers fans were looking for. Right? Four innings, five runs. And once again, Javier puts together shutdown ending exactly what you want one two three he is cruising through this game but he's not going to no hit him right bottom of the fifth things actually get a little interesting with two outs and two strikes nathaniel Lowe basically hits a line drive into left first hit of the ball game now javier is then once again able to get ahead of the count with Josh Young at the plate. But the Rangers' rookie is gonna do something that very few have done against Christian Javier in the playoffs.
4: Javier at the belt and to the plate.
0: There's a swing and a drive to
4: right center field, chasing Dubon back, he's at the wall, he leaps and it is history. It's in the Ranger bullpen. Josh Young goes the opposite way and gets the Rangers back in it. It's Houston 5 and the Rangers 2.
5: You know, like a a few fly balls here tonight off the crack of the bat. I didn't think that had a shot. It carried really well and ended up going fairly deep out into the bullpen. He got a hold of a 1-2 slider that time from... Javier. And again, as we mentioned, it's been a while since
0: Javier has given up a home run. That's Eric Nadell and Matt Brooks on the call for 105.3 KRLD, uh, Texas Rangers radio. A really impressive piece of hitting, right, by Josh Young, staying on that slider, getting barrel, shooting it out to right center. Um, You know, and it's really important of like, hey, we can hit off a of javier right like that provides some really really good um, feelings right you know you dug yourself a hole five nothing but can you fight back right can you make this a ball game uh, because when we think about when the twins face christian javier right Had plenty of base runners in that game, but couldn't come through with any big hits, especially two out hits. Here you go. Two outs, two strikes. And you put runs on the board, too. Two runs, which Christian Javier, in his last three playoff starts, had not given up a single run. So, good job there by Josh Young. Now, to lead off the top of the six, right? Shutdown innings are important, and the Rangers are gonna get a shutdown inning. But it's because of their defense. Jordan Alvarez is facing the lefty, Cody Bradford, and Jordan Alvarez is going to hit a rocket. But there's a man who can cover quite a lot of ground. In center field and he's gonna get up there to bring one back gives
5: him six extra base hits he's got three doubles a triple and now two home runs so the most extra base hits by a rookie in a single postseason this ball is drilled deep out into center field Leote going back he's on the track he leaps and he makes the catch Leote Tavares. Says to everyone, you want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. He takes a home run away from Jordan Alvarez and keeps it a 5-2 game. What a play. No
4: doubt a home run if he doesn't grab it. That's an eight-foot high wall, and Leone went up there to get it.
5: Timed his leap exquisitely and pulls it back. Alvarez already with six home runs this postseason, and leodi turns it into out number one.
0: What a call there by Matt Hicks, who I've been mistakenly calling Brooks. I, I misread something. I'm sorry. I apologize to any Rangers fans who are out there it's been matt hicks uh i've gone and corrected that in the descriptions of previous episodes i don't know why i thought it was matt brooks but it's matt hicks along with eric nadell uh him quoting uh a few good men there uh, jack nicholson's uh, great monologue um also reminds me i've been wrong on some of the phillies calls i've been thinking that it's ben davis on there i Forgot to scroll down further. It's Kevin Stocker, of course, who's the other uh, radio analyst along with Larry Anderson. Um, I will make sure to correct myself when I'm talking about the Phillies later on. Anyway, Matt Hicks, great call there. What a catch by Tavares. Oh my, I mean, perfect time on a full sprint, taking away a for sure home run by Alvarez, which would have been his seventh of the postseason. I mean, my goodness. And hey, if you're gonna stay in the game, those are the type types of plays that you need to make. Uh and Chris Stratton then comes in because Bruce Bochi's like, all right, you're you're giving up a little bit of hard contact. Let's uh let's get you out of the game. And he's able to uh get out of the inning. Now Christian Javier seems to be running out of gas, gives up you know, a fly ball to left uh, that Michael Brantley comes in to catch, uh, but then a deep fly ball by Corey Seager that Mauricio Dobon runs down, and then Evan Carter, after a long at bat, gets a two out double down the right field line, and so that's bringing up Adolis Garcia in a five two ball game with Javier running out of gas. Dusty Baker brings in Hector Neris, his kind of go-to guy to put out the fire. And sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. Um, But like great defense kept a run off the board for the Rangers the previous inning, some great defense from someone unexpected is going to keep a run off the board for the Houston Astros here in the bottom of the sixth. Two, two. That's hammered deep to left center field, headed toward the gap.
2: Brantley racing over, and he runs it down! What a catch by Michael Brantley! Deep left center field, then goes into a tumble on the warning track, holds on to the baseball. Inning
3: over! Boy, can you believe that? Brantley out of nowhere, a flash. Tumbling onto the warning track in left center field, in the catch of the year for the Astros, thwarting the Rangers' chances. Here in the sixth
0: inning, what a play! What an amazing play there from Michael Brantley, you know, who you would have expected to have made that play, like say four years ago, right? He made some great defensive plays uh, that I'm sure Yankee Yankees fans, unfortunately, remember in the 2019 ALCS. But a little bit of uh, you know fountain of youth, youth there, flashback to the past. For Michael Brantley running that down in the gap. And that's just a huge play, right? Because if that ball gets down, it's a five to three ball game. Garcia's going to be in scoring position. Like, because, you know, that ball was hit hard off of Hector Naris. And who knows what happens from there. But being able to shut off the valve, get out of that inning without any damage done, huge there for the Astros who desperately need this game. They cannot fall behind three games to to none right can't happen especially on the road so huge there for the Astros and in turn they're going to further capitalize in the top of the seventh Chris Stratton does get the leadoff hitter out but then gives up back-to-back hits from Martin Maldonado and Jose Altuve then Will Smith comes in guy who was great against the Astros in the the 2021 playoffs, but has since really faded. Uh, Though, funny enough, he was on the Astros last year to help them win a World Series, Uh, but he has not been the same pitcher uh, that he was. Um, He he is able to get out Michael Brantley, but he ends up walking Alex Bregman, bringing up the big man, Jordan Alvarez. And Alvarez is going to put together a great at-bat 2-2 count and the man of the moment, the man of these playoffs so far it's been Jordan Alvarez 2-2 to Jordan swing and a
3: shot to center field that's a base hit, Maldonado scores, Altuve around third base he'll score, a two run single for Alvarez, it's 7-2 Astros inside out swing by Alvarez, a beauty
2: RBIs 9 and 10 for Alvarez this postseason in seven games.
0: There are few hitters more scary than Jordan Alvarez when he's got it going. And man, does he have it going in this series. Just about the only pitcher who's had his number is Jordan Montgomery. Everyone else, he's lighting up, whether it's for homers or sharp base hits like that coming through with a ton of RBIs for Jordan Alvarez, exactly what the Astros were looking for, exactly the breathing room they were looking for in this game, you know, because it was, it was a five to two ball game, and now it's seven to two, right? Like, that's just a back-breaking moment for the Rangers, especially because after this, like, Hector Neris, you know, despite getting two outs, you know, gives up a base hit to Nathaniel Lowe and Josh Young homers again, right? His third of the postseason. um, He's kind of been a man on the mission with extra base hits in these playoffs. Makes it a ball game, makes it a 7-4 to ball game. Uh, But once again, the Rangers can't get the shutdown inning. Jeremy Pena gets an RBI base hit. Um, Actually, in the bottom of the eighth, Brian Abreu gives up gives up a run first run. He's given up since July. Right. Uh, but in the ninth, Ryan Presley shuts the door one, two, three inning. um, despite actually giving up a walk, uh, gets a, gets Josh Young kind of who's been the other man of this game to ground in to a six, four, three, double play. Um, and the Astros are alive in this series, right? You know, they have been able to sort of stop the bleeding that happened in the first couple games, right? And now they have a chance to even it up in game four, take back home field advantage in this series, you know, and sort of have this series start over again, right? You know, and like I said, give themselves some breathing room. And they're going to be able to do just that. Uh, but not without not without some hard work. This game four, um, you know, the final score doesn't reflect sort of the back and forth nature to it and some of the key moments that happen. Now, Andrew Heaney and Jose Urquidy, are going to be facing off in this game four. But it's kind of known from the Rangers' perspective for sure, but also from the Astros' perspective. It's going to be short leashes for these guys, quick hooks. Bullpens are going to throw the majority of this game. Now, that certainly leans advantage Astros. The Astros have a better bullpen, Um, though the Rangers' back end has been good thus far. Uh, but when it comes to the middle relievers, who especially were taxed, Just the game before in game three, because Max Scherzer didn't pitch well, right? It's really, really key that the Astros make those guys work that much harder, right? You know, because the more times you see guys in the playoffs, the better you're going to do. And this game is going to start off really, really rough for Andrew Heaney. He's going to give up a leadoff double. To Jose Altuve. And then Mauricio Dubon is going to bloop a single in the center field, bringing up Alex Bregman and Jordan Alvarez with runners in scoring position. And boy, are those two going to get the party started for the Astros in game four. The 1 1. And Bregman clubs this one pretty deep to right center field.
2: Tavares on his horse. He won't get there. That's into the gap and hits the wall on a hop. That'll score Altuve. Dubon tearing around third. He will score as well. In the third with a two-run triple is Alex Bregman. And the Astros have a two-to-nothing lead. Bregman
3: slides in just ahead of Young's tag. What a job by Bregman right center field. The play was right in front of him. Thinking about going to third base, why not? He had four triples during the regular season. And a great slide and a great uplifting hit for the Astros and Bregman.
2: Bregman now with five RBIs this postseason, and he's at third, still nobody out, and it's Jordan Alvarez at the plate with the infield in. Alvarez, four for 11 with two homers and four RBIs in the ALCS. He has hit six homers in seven games this postseason. Pitch on the way. And Alvarez smacks it in the center of base hit. Bregman can walk home. on Alvarez makes it 3-0 Astros.
3: Hey, they're coming to play tonight. The Astros swinging the bats very well. No answers for Andrew Heaney. Mac- Mike Maddox, the pitching coach, already out of the dugout. And they've got somebody up, Dane Dunning, the right-hander. 11 RBIs now for Alvarez
2: in eight postseason games
0: exactly the way you want to start off this ball game if you're the Houston Astros right if they're bringing out a lefty opener take away that you know just neutralize it from the start hit them around and a three nothing lead when you had a key victory the day before you just want to keep that momentum rolling but I will say Andrew Heaney does respond gets consecutive ground outs and after a walk to Chaz McCormick, sort of surprisingly, um, Bruce Bochi goes and brings in Dane Dunning in the first inning, right? And after a base hit that loads the bases, um, Dunning is able to get Martín Maldonado to strike out swinging in a full count. Like that is a key moment in this game, by the way, that makes it a lot more interesting because if there's a walk or a base hit there, that first inning becomes that much more ugly and. That much more deflating for the Rangers, who are, for a brief moment in time, going to make this a ball game Because they're going to fight back against Jose Urquidy starting in the second inning. After Urquidy has a 1-2-3 in the first, and then Dane Dunning, working around a a single and a walk, puts together a scoreless top of the second, navigating through the heart of the uh, Astros lineup. To lead off the second, Adolis Garcia, who has come up with some big hits so far for the Rangers in this postseason, is once again going to provide some much-needed pop.
5: And all of the rest of the numbers on the slash line, uh, indicative of the fact that for whatever reason, Keating not good, comparatively speaking, as this ball is drilled down the left field line, fair or foul, fair! Adolis Garcia. He puts Texas on the board here. It's three to
4: one. Well, there's a perfect example. With two strikes, he throws a changeup to Adolis that was in, but not in far enough. Adolis able to hit it well and keep it fair.
5: He fell behind in the count, fouled off one pitch at two strikes, and hits the 2-2 change down the line for his third home run here in this postseason, his eighth run batted in.
0: A big response there from Adolis Garcia, sort of shifting the momentum, hitting that ball out, getting Texas on the board. And they're going to be able to add on in this inning after Mitch Garver walks and Nathaniel Lowe hits a one-out double. Josh Young, the guy who had the two homers last night, gets another RBI, just missing a home run uh, to left field, hitting it pretty deep uh, to easily score Mitch Garver. And Dane Dunning kind of keeps on rolling, right? Gets a 1-2-3 inning in the top of the third. And after Marcus Semien battles but pops out uh, after a six-pitch at-bat, Corey Seager steps up to the plate. And if you know anything about Corey Se- Seager, He loves swinging at the first pitch, and no one does more damage on first pitches than Corey Seager. And well, Jose Arquidi is going to throw a fat pitch on the first pitch, and Corey Seager does this. First offering to Seager is hit high and deep out into left center. Dubon ranging
5: back to the track, he leaps. It's gone into the Houston bullpen. Corey Seager clubbed his second home run of the postseason to tie things up at three.
4: Maybe just enough extra carry due to the roof being open tonight. Mm -hmm.
5: Well, Corey Seager, who... More so than uh, any other player in baseball puts the first pitch in play, does so here. His second home run this postseason, his fourth run batted in. It's his second career home run off of Burkini.
0: You know Corey Seager loves hitting in this ballpark. And, you know, the strategy of him and Mark and Simeon, they swing early in counts. They love to swing early in counts because a lot of times that's the best pitch you're going to see right, is early on. You don't know how many good pitches you're going to get to hit. Now, when you're not squaring the ball up, when you pop it up or roll over, you're like, hey, what, why are your top two hitters swinging at the first pitch so much? Well, it's because they can do stuff like that. What a swing from Corey Seager. What was seemingly a game that was about to get out of hand and the Astros were going to take all over. It's now a tie game in the third inning, and. Doesn't look like Jose Urquidy is going to be long for this game. And in fact, he gives up back-to-back hits. And Ryan Stanek has to come in. And he immediately on the first pitch gets a ground ball double play. a basically a, all right, stop the bleeding. No more. Much needed play there. Alex Bregman ranging over in the hole to get it and get his team back in the dugout saying, hey guys, we need to score some more runs. And that's exactly what they're going to be able to do. Dane Dunning starts to lose his command, walks Martin Maldonado, walks Jose Altuve. Mauricio Dubon hits one through the right side, but with the cannon of Garcia and the slow-footed Maldonado running around, it's just going to be bases loaded. Now Dunning, Comes in, you know, he does strike out Alex Bregman in a good at bat, like right? a key. Breg forces Bregman actually to expand his zone, uh, which he doesn't often do, um, right. And and then in comes Cody Bradford, right. But Bruce Bochy was all right, going to bring in the lefty with Alvarez and Tucker in the lineup. We'll see what happens with Abreu, uh, but. I can't have Jordan Alvarez beating me here against a righty. Well, Cody Bradford is once again going to give up really hard contact to Jordan Alvarez, who nearly hits a grand slam, hits it about as deep as you can in this ballpark after a nine pitch at bat, hits it all the way, dead center field just off to the right, and Tavares just catches it, you know, making sure that it's one run and not four. But after a battle with Jose Abreu, who was huge, I mean, I don't think they win that series so convincingly against the Twins without Jose Abreu going nuclear like he did in games three and four. Jose Abreu, who has not had the big hits so far in this series, has perhaps his biggest moment as an astro right here
3: alvarez with a couple of rbis now the astros are now 18 and 2 coming into this game in the playoffs when Jordan has an rbi only one other player has a 900 winning percentage like that in their career in the postseason when driving in a run how about Lou Gehrig, heard of him two men on for a the crowd's into it. Here's the pitch. Swing and a drive. Three-pointer from way downtown. Polacaye. See, si senor. Abreu. A three-run shot. Si, senor. What a big hit. It's 7-3 Astros. Had been
2: pounding Abreu with fastballs in. He wanted that one in as well, but didn't get it in enough. Bound up getting a good chunk of the inner third of the plate, and Abreu
3: didn't miss it. What a swing of the bat. 438 feet off the bat, over the bullpen in left center field. First pitch to Tucker is a strike. Man, when those come with two outs, that is massive. They could be backbreakers.
0: When they've needed it, the Astros have gotten exactly, exactly the hits you're looking for these last two games. like those back-breaking doubles, homers, whatever you want. Right with runners in scoring position, Texas has not been able to put guys away like they did in games one and two. But oftentimes that's the difference between Jordan Montgomery, Nate, Nate Evaldi, and Dane Dunning, and unfortunately Max Scherzer, right? At least this year's version of him, and that again is just a. Back-breaking play. Now, Hunter Brown comes in for two innings, um, shuts the door, one, two, three inning, shut down inning that you're looking for. Uh, but he's ha- he's out there again in the fifth, and things get a little testy, right? Gives up a single up the middle to Laoti Tavares, and then Marcus S- Semyon hits one into right center to set up first and second. Nobody out with Corey Seager in the middle of the Texas lineup coming up. And a key moment happens here. And Jose Abreu is going to be in the middle of it. And it's one of those plays that just sort of seals the deal for Houston in this game. And it's going to be one of those key plays in a series that, if it's not made, If a ball is a little bit to the right, a little bit to the left, right? We're talking about how the Rangers kept pressing the issue on the Astros instead of, oh, man, what a missed opportunity. Well, here it is, Corey Seager at the plate, going to hit the ball hard, but exactly not where you want to hit it. With runners in scoring position. That is hammered,
2: caught by Abreu, and races. Unable to get the tag down on Simeon, going back to first.
3: A line drive hit right at Jose Abreu, almost doubled off Simeon, but one out. Hey, he was playing really deep at first base, almost to the rim of the dirt, so wasn't able to outrace Simeon back to the bag.
2: Astros are challenging the safe call at first. Might have gotten him.
3: Houston is challenging the safe call at first
2: base. James Hoy giving you the news. You can see Abreu make contact, and you can see the batting gloves in the back right pocket of Simeon move. And it's before Simeon touches the base. So are the, are the batting gla- gloves part of him? We're about to find out, I think, because it's clear that he tagged those batting gloves and you could see the batting gloves moving so okay. if the batting
3: gloves are part of the uniform he got him if, if he not, got him, if not he didn't get him right because when he was diving back those batting gloves flew up in the air a little bit and <laughs> it just got a piece of the batting gloves now the strings of the glove
2: do not count that's not part of the glove for tagging purposes. No, but that's not what's in play here. Right. That's not the strengths of the glove. Here we go.
3: After review, the call on the field is overturned. The runner is out. Houston well, will have two challenges. Well, we know that rule now, don't we? Yes, we do. <laughs> you better put those batting gloves all the way in your pocket next time. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Simeon, he was probably thinking,
2: I didn't feel him tag me. Yeah, he sure didn't. All right, so two outs now. That's a big overturn.
0: What a job there by Abreu coming in, catching that ball, and just getting the glove. You wonder if uh, guys will stop wearing gloves uh, in the back of their pants, uh, knowing that, hey, it's part of the uniform, or maybe there'll be a, uh, a, a rule adjustment. But ultimately, you know, it's one of those things where just unlucky for the Rangers, and, and that's how they kind of feel after this game because nothing else breaks their way. You know, Chaz McCormick ends up homering later. Jose Altuve just misses a homer, ends up being a 10-3 victory with the rest of the Houston bullpen shutting down the Astros. I mean, they've hardly been touched in this series, the Houston bullpen, doing their job. And most importantly, they're able to stay off of Brian Abreu and Ryan Presley, the top two back end guys. And that sets us up with a pivotal, pivotal game five. And boy, is it going to be quite a ball game. But it's really important for this reason Houston's got all the momentum. And if they can take this game, right, that means they just have to win one out of two at home and. Houston's gonna be pretty confident right like they might lose that game to Avaldi in game six but they were all over Max Scherzer and Javier was really darn good aside from the home run given up to Josh Young so we're talking about confidence in a game seven starter yeah they've got it right and that's all the more reason Texas wants to win this in six they want montgomery to pitch like he did in game one they want to jump over jump all over justin verlander right because they don't want this going seven they don't want this going any longer right and the other part of it right you don't want to lose three games in a row you don't you'd rather not have to face elimination right you'd rather take care of business and so the job is going to be that much harder like you see game 5s are often the ones where the wild thi- the wildest things happen you have the biggest swings the emotions are at a, a boiling point right where you need to get this done and boy do we have a ball game in store for you that is going to have twists and turns and dramatic moments It's probably going to be remembered as one of the best ball games we've had so far uh, in recent playoff memory. All right, let's get into it. Jordan Montgomery, Justin Verlander. Montgomery has been awesome. I mean, awesome as a Ranger. And Astros could not figure him out in game one. But Alex Bregman, after Jose Altuve and Mauricio Domon swing at the first pitches they see, right, and get out, two ground outs to second base, Alex Bregman is going to step in. And he is going to launch one. One, 1-1. And Bregman
2: clubs it pretty deep to left center field. Carter is going back at the wall. Looking up. See you later! Alex Bregman goes yard, and the Astros go up one to nothing.
3: When the Astros finally break through against Jordan Montgomery, Bregman does it. A huge blow for the Astros with two outs in the first inning. Bregman with two RBIs yesterday and a big one here to put the Astros on top.
2: Bregman with his third home run of this year's
0: postseason. 18th career postseason home run for Alex Bregman, moving him up to into a tie with Reggie Jackson for all time. And if this these playoffs continue for, for the Astros, he's going to have a chance to hit the 20 mark uh, and probably possibly break into the top five all time for playoff homers. Alex Bregman, he's a stud. He's a stud. Another important thing happens here in the top of the first, Jordan Alvarez is able to able to work a count, get in a 3-2 count, and get a base hit off of Jordan Montgomery, who struck him out three times in game one. So it seems to me as if the Astros have noticed something, or at least made some sort of adjustment from game one to put some balls in play hard against Jordan Montgomery. Also key is that in the bottom of the first, Justin Verlander is working fast and working well, getting some pop-ups from Marcus Semyon and Corey Seager, and very key, is able to get a strikeout of Evan Carter on a fastball, gets a swing in the miss. His stuff looks a lot sharper in this game than it did in game one, and sometimes that has to deal with when Justin Verlander has a long layoff, sometimes he really can struggle early in a game. Like he he's, he can get out of rhythm. On normal rest, he looks on the spot here for the Astros. And so early on in this game, right, it's going to be back. It's going to be quick inning, quick inning, shutdown inning, shutdown inning uh, for both teams. Verlander's able to get, work out of some jams like in the third. And Jordan Montgomery kind of gets back to the sharp play that we expect from him. So we're going to go to the bottom of the fifth, right? We've been trading zeros since then. Justin Verlander has a long at bat with Josh Young, who flies out deep to right field, run down by Kyle Tucker. And then he's going to work into a 2-2 count with Nathaniel Lowe who, you know, was a silver slugger last year, not as good of a year, but still a productive player for the Rangers. And he's a guy who has power to all fields. And Justin Verlander in a 2-2 count is going to miss his spot, leak a fastball over the plate, and Nathaniel Lowe is going to ride it on out of here.
4: He's working two and two. Delivers and low. It's a towering shot toward the left field corner McCormick going back. He's at the wall That ball is history Nathaniel Lowe has tied the game with an opposite field towering home run the left It's the Rangers one and the Tigers one in the bottom of the fifth
5: Huge blast by Nathaniel Lowe going oppo here on Verlander you just kind of get the feeling that here, that uh, Nathaniel's bat starting to perk up. He's got hits in each of the last four ball games. There, got a hold of a 2-2 fastball,
4: 95 mile an hour fastball that was up and away, and he hit it 380 feet to tie the game.
0: He has electrified the crowd. An impressive swing from low to tie this ball game up. You know, Verlander's looking probably off the bat thought, oh, that's just a fly ball to left. And wow, that one carried out of here. Impressive swing, impressive swing. And, you know, just as important as it was for Verlander to put up those zeros early in this ball game, it was important for Montgomery to respond and keep it a one nothing game. Right. Um, impressive job, by both of these starting pitchers early in this game. Now, on the top of the sixth, Jordan Montgomery is going to look to get a shutdown inning, but he's going to be unable to do it. Uh, He walks Alex Bregman with one out, and then Jordan Alvarez uh, works a great at-bat, fouling off some pitches, rips one through the right side to bring up Jose Abreu. Now, the first two pitches of this at-bat, Abreu chases curveballs in the dirt right swinging wildly looks uncomfortable against jordan montgomery and montgomery is gonna go to the well one more time but he doesn't get the ball low enough and abreu is able to put the barrel on it and get a lucky bounce rangers have allowed allowed the opposition
3: 401 runs this year at Globe Life Field and the Astros have scored 80 of them basically 20% of the runs scored at this ballpark by the opposition have been by the Astros in 10% of the games
2: Bregman go ahead run at third Alvarez at first it's an 0-2 count to Jose Abreu with one out long set by Montgomery Still holding it, now the pitch. And that is hit sharply. It hits off the chest of Seager and kicks in the center. That will allow Bregman to score. Alvarez tears for third. Two to
3: one Astros. Well, with one hand, Abreu basically hit a bullet. A one short hop to Seager, a tough play. And it ate him up. 97
2: miles an hour off the bat. Of Abreu, and like you said, hit that one-handed, which makes that exit velocity that much more impressive. And hit off of Seeger, hit it off his chest. Kangaroo to good 15 feet in the air going in the center. That will likely be a base hit and an RBI for Abreu. Haven't seen any indication either way yet.
0: Nothing Corey Seeger could do on that ball. Just takes a wicked hop on him, hits off his shoulder, and redirects to the outfield. Um, you know, again, it's one of those plays. Uh, Seager hit a liner right at Jose Abreu that turned into a double play, sort of a run-saving double play for the Astros uh, the day before. And a ball takes a bad hop on Seager, and it leads to a run. Otherwise, it would have been a double play and a run-saving situation uh, for Texas um, Jordan Montgomery is going to get knocked out of this ball game after walking Kyle Tucker and Josh Spores who's actually been really good in this postseason for Texas uh, comes into the ball game McCormick flies out to right not deep enough to score Alvarez and then with Jeremy Pena at the plate Marcus Semien who has had a rough offensive series makes one of the defensive highlights of this postseason so far.
5: Well, the right-hander ready to work to Pena, who is 0 for two. First offering is hit back up the middle. Simeon dives, comes up with it, throws the first. He got him! Great play by Marcus Simeon, taking a base hit away from Jeremy Pena and keeping another run or two off the board. Outstanding defense from Marcus Simeon. The Astros do get the lead. They get a run on two hits and leave them loaded. We go to the bottom of the sixth, 2-1 Houston.
0: That ball was ticketed for center field. What a play by Marcus Semyon! You know, keeping it a 2-1 ball game. And with what happens next in the bottom of the sixth, it could be a season-saving play. And a series-changing play for the Texas Rangers and Marcus Semien. What a job there. Great defensive anticipation. Josh Spores pumps his fists. Crowd goes wild. And they are going to ride the momentum from that play to turn this game on its head. With one out, Corey Seager doubles down the right field line. And Evan Carter follows up with a single to left to set up first and third with one out. And mind you, for Adolis Garcia, and mind you, this has all happened quickly, right? Basically, three consecutive pitches, the fate of this ball game is going to change. And Adolis Garcia is going to make a mark on this game, on this series, and everyone is gonna take notice, especially the Houston Astros. All right, most here at
5: Globe Life Field are standing right now. First and third one out, Rangers trailing two to one. Adolis Garcia swings and hits one high and deep field, McCormick is back at the wall, it is good, a Adolis Garcia, who slams his bat down, midway between home and first, now starts to take his trot, a three run, Jimmy Jack here, for Adolis Garcia, to put Texas in front, four to two,
4: First pitch fastball that was in, and Adolis able to turn on that 95-mile-an-hour
5: pitch. His fourth home run this postseason, his second in this series, and this place has exploded.
0: What a moment. What a call. What a swing. By Adolis Garcia, who stamps down on home plate. It's fired up. All of the Rangers are fired up. Garcia looking to have his moment, like Jose Bautista did against the Rangers all the way back. uh, I forget if it was 2015 or 2016. When Bautista the bat flip heard around the world, or seen around the world. But the Texas Rangers took notice of when Jose Batista did that, right? And there, of course, was the famous fight between him and Rudnett Odor the next season. You know, Hunter Strickland took notice when Bryce Harper took him deep multiple times in a series and admired his home runs, and Garcia, I mean, we want to talk about admiring home runs. He admired it, and for good reason, right? What a moment. What a big moment hitting a home run off of Justin Verlander, right? Take your time. Embellish it. But don't be shocked when the other team's unhappy, right? And I am not one for throwing at batters, right? I, I think it is much better that in our game today, We don't do it. But there is something about not giving the team you're facing extra motivation, right? When it's a walk-off, right? When it's a walk-off home run and it ends the series or ends the game, do whatever you want. And also big moments, do whatever you want. But just know, the other team's watching, right? And people around the league are watching. And the other thing here that's going to play and why this game is going to be remembered is for what happens after this, right? If the Rangers shut the door of this game, score holds, right? Garcia's the hero. He's the star. That moment is going to, would be replayed forever. But instead, what we're going to remember from this game is how it all falls apart, right? And that's not to mention, like, the tension that happens leading up to before we get to the moment that you all know is coming, right? You know, in the eighth inning, right? In the top of the eighth, Aroldis Chapman comes in, you know, and gives up a two-out double to Kyle Tucker, And Jose LeClerc has to come in, in the eighth inning, right? Bruce Bochy is like, all right, going to go to LeClerc. I've relied on him for multi-inning saves already. He's going to do it again for me here. And after a long battle with Michael Michael Brantley, gets a pop-out, right? All right. Maintained a two-run lead. It's a 4-2 ball game. And... We've got our lineup coming in, right? Brian Abreu is coming in to hold the line there. And he walks Evan Carter. Doesn't look like he has his command. But up steps Adolis Garcia. And well, here's a moment that's going to be remembered and replayed for a long, long time. Partially for some of the antics that follow, but especially for the moment that ensues later in this ball game, and Garcia with the go-ahead three-run homer,
2: first pitch inside that head and Garcia gets in the face of Maldonado. Marvin Hudson gets between them as the bench is empty. Garcia went right toward Maldonado, and Garcia being restrained by. His teammates and coaches, as there's pushing and shoving, as Garcia trying to go around the back way to get to Maldonado, who still has all of his equipment on. Garcia is furious at Martin Maldonado. He feels like he's the reason that he got hit on the first pitch there. Of course, this is not the first time benches have cleared this season between the Astros and Rangers. As soon as that pitch hit Garcia. In the elbow guard, he turned around and got chest to chest with Maldonado before Marvin Hudson intervened.
0: Now, I can understand why Garcia believes that was intentional. I can understand why he's angry, right? And why he thinks it's Maldonado who's to blame, right? Those calls don't come from pitchers, they come from managers and catchers. But think of the situation, right? Whether or not it's intentional. I'm talking to Adolis Garcia or Rangers fans here. If he hit you on purpose, why do it there? And more importantly, why lose your cool? Because Garcia goes ballistic, right? Gets into it with Maldonado, gets it in, into it with the umpire, right? Completely loses control of the situation. And then this whole thing unfolds. Dusty Baker gets into a whole thing. Abreu, gets, Abreu ends up getting ejected. Dusty Baker gets ejected, refuses to leave. Garcia himself gets ejected because he lost his cool. Because he made contact with the umpire. And actually, we don't know. I'll talk about this later. We don't, like, it's going to turn out that Abreu is going to get suspended. Uh, We don't know the outcome of that. And, um, you know, there's still a lot to get to in this game. But Garcia, I'm sorry. He completely loses it here. Loses all sense of what's important and is only thinking about himself. Right? And again, I can understand why. And given the history, right? He's been plunked before. There's been conflicts before. This is a bitter rivalry, right? And Garcia is a guy who plays with energy. You'll love it. But also, he can occasionally have difficulty keeping it all contained. And he unleashes here. And thankfully, no one gets hurt. There's no punches thrown. There's just words exchanged. But the most important thing here is time. It takes like 15, 20 minutes. It takes like 15 minutes for this thing to get settled, for everyone to calm down, for Ryan Presley, by the way, to come in and warm up, right? You know, that's a key thing here too. Garcia could have taken the hit by pitch, maybe given a look, right? but walk down to first base, clap your hands and say, all right, all right, you know, there'll be a response to this, but we got to go win this game and we got to go win this series. Instead, Garcia loses his mind. Again, that's understandable, right? You had a big moment. But especially with how this plays out. Now, you don't want to get into the whole predetermined outcome and then you start getting all conspiratorial and all this stuff. But it is true that as a closer, right? For the clerk who had to come in, right? To, to save Chapman. He's now going to get cold. He's going to be sitting down. And then the other thing here too, Abreu very clearly didn't have command. This is a guy who doesn't walk guys and he walked Evan Carter and hit Odolis Garcia. Wouldn't you rather face that guy rather than face Ryan Presley, right? And wouldn't you know it, Ryan Presley gets himself out of the inning thanks to a great defensive play from Jose Abreu and then back-to-back strikeouts. And so LeClerc, who has a two-run lead, right, and sat down, you know, maybe he does some things, uh, uh, guys do other things to stay warm and all that, but regardless, it's 25 minutes between the last pitch he throws to Brantley and the next pitch in the, in the time he takes the mound in the top of the ninth. Now, he's facing the bottom of the order. It's supposed to be Pena and Maldonado. But it's going to be Yainer Diaz pinch hitting for Pena, who, in a 2-1 count, singles to left. And then, surprisingly, because I didn't even know he was on the roster, John Singleton. Yeah, that John Singleton, who was on the Astros a decade ago when they were terrible, and they gave him an extension and he couldn't make it out as a player and also had a whole, had whole issues with uh, drug abuse, substance abuse, and all of that, and was out of baseball and worked his way back to the big leagues this year. But he works an in incredible at that. Getting ahead 3-0. Works a full count and lays off a changeup outside. Bringing up the man of the hour, Jose Altuve, the guy who has had the biggest hits for the Astros in postseason history. You know, Dusty Baker, who was ejected, but you know he's watching. You know he's not far, right? He knows. Hey, wouldn't it be something, wouldn't it be something if after all of this, all of this brouhaha, after Garcia's moment earlier and, and, and everyone losing their minds, wouldn't be something if the calmest guy on the field, the baddest guy on the field, the little guy from Venezuela, if he comes through as everyone in Houston is expecting him to do well take a listen to the real moment of this series
2: it's an 0-1 count to Altuve Astros down 4-2 the pitch and Altuve hits it in the air pretty deep to left Carter is back at the wall leaves
4: and it is gone! It's gone! It's gone! It's gone! Jose Altuve gives the Astros a 5-4 to four lead! How do you like that?
2: Most of the Astros players out in front of the third base dugout celebrating and
3: ready to greet Altuve. Altuve is the lone star once again for the Astros. Clear eyes and a full heart.
0: What a call there from the great Robert Ford in almost disbelief and exasperation. Right? The, it is gone. It's gone. It's gone. Oh my. Right? Like what a moment there. Rose Altuve. <laughs> People who watch the game, right? And you know when the mat- when the moment matters most, that dude's going to come through. He's done it time and time again. I believe that's his third home run in the playoffs, ninth inning or later to give his team the lead. Right? We go back to game two of the 2017 World Series in extras. 2019, the walk-off off off of Chapman in the ALCS, and here, off of LeClerc. It's also just the third ever postseason home run when a team has been trailing by two or more runs, right, in the ninth inning or later, that a guy is homered. To give his team the lead. Albert Pujols, who, by the way, did it against the Astros all the way back in 2005. And Jordan Alvarez last year against the Mariners. <laughs> oh, I just remember watching and going like, oh man, it ain't that perfect. Isn't that just how you wrote it up? Right? After everything that happened. That in this game, in this series incredible incredible and dusty baker after the game right says altuve is one of the baddest dudes i've ever watched i've ever watched i've ever seen play and i've seen some great ones right dusty baker who played with henry aaron played against willie mays went up against bob gibson managed barry bonds went up against reggie jackson in a world series right has managed bryce harper Gone up against Mike Trout. Gone up against all-time greats. And he's saying, yeah, Jose Altuve, this little guy right here, listed at 5'6", but we know he's probably 5'4", maybe 5'5". Five, five. Yeah. A champion. A winner. A dude who just comes through. And my favorite thing, as the Astros, everyone piles out of the dugout, Verlander comes out pumping his fists, going crazy. The hitting co- assistant hitting coach, Troy Snitker, Brian Snitker's son, going crazy, going wild. Everyone having a blast. When Jose Altuve comes into the dugout, right? He goes up and finds John Singleton, points at him and says, hey, I was able to do that because of you. Think about everything we've been through 10 years ago, right? John Singleton, it's because of you and your at-bat that I was able to do that. Jose Altuve understands his team, understands it's bigger than him. He's more than happy to come through with the big moment, right? But man, he is a special, special player. And, you know, hey, guys who are about themselves, Reggie Jackson was about himself, but he came through in the big moments, right? And he knew the importance of his teammates as well. But there is something about, right, that guy who is humble and also but understands it's about the team, right? That is what Altuve cares about. He cares about winning. And that's why he wanted to come through there. And, man, what a moment. But, oh, by the way, this game ain't over, right? Uh, Because Jeremy Pena was pinch hit for, right? John Singleton was pinch ran for by Gray Kessinger. Now, if you're an older baseball fan, you're probably thinking Kessinger. That, he can't possibly, yeah, it's right. Grandson of Don Kessinger, the gold glove all-star shortstop of the Chicago Cubs back in the 60s and early 70s. And, well, as we're going to see in the bottom of the ninth, those gold glove jeans at shortstop are passed down through the Kessinger family. Like I said, there's drama in this game because Ryan Presley, who had to come into the eighth inning, hadn't really gone multi-innings in quite some time for the Astros, has mainly just been the ninth inning guy. He comes in and gives up a base hit to Mitch Garver and then a base hit to Jonah Heim. Both of these guys end up getting pinch run for by Josh Smith and Robbie Grossman. And Marcus Semyon steps up to the plate, and he is going to rip a ball. But there's an old adage, you come into a ball game, and the ball will find you. And for Greg Kessinger, the guy who has very little big league experience, 0 postseason experience to this point, other than pinch running and scoring a run here, he's gonna be the right man in the right spot. 1-1, and Simeon lines it, caught by
2: Kessinger! Had to leave his feet and make the play. Kessinger, his first postseason action with an outstanding play for the first out in the bottom of the ninth.
3: When they drafted Kessinger a few years ago out of Ole Miss, he was widely regarded as the best defensive shortstop in the country. They just showed why. Now it's Corey Seager, the Rangers' shortstop, one for four with
2: a double and a run scored in the sixth.
0: What a play there by Kessinger! Right, it's it's things about in the postseason when you have these back and forth and these tight games. Guides get put into a position where you know they haven't played before. Right, Jeremy Pena makes that play. Well, that's expected, but a rookie who's just into the ball game. Those are the things that need to happen if you're going to win. Now, Corey Seeger's going to come out, come up, and he's going to put a charge in the ball, just missing a home run, a walk-off home run to center field. What a change in momentum that would be. But, hey, <laughs> sometimes you get lucky. But ultimately, it's the type of thing where Smith doesn't end up tagging at second base And so it's still first and second. Now with two outs at Evan Carter up. And that's a significant thing, right? I mean, first of all, Marcus Semyon doesn't bunt to move the guys over to set up second and third. Now they probably end up walking Seager. Um, But that's a key thing of, man, that fly ball to center field would have been a sack fly tie game. But hey, ultimately you can understand Seager. That ball, uh, with Semyon. that ball's a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right. It's a double to the gap and perhaps a walk-off, or at least it's a tie game. Um, So you can second-guess all you want. Rangers came up, hit two balls really, really hard, just not in the right spot for them. Kind of how things have been going here in Arlington, aside from the Garcia bomb. And so upsets the rookie, Evan Carter, who's been in the big leagues for a month, has handled every, every situation well, shown incredible, incredible discipline at the plate. He just doesn't chase. But I tell you, man, Ryan Presley, that dude's breaking stuff is different, right? You don't see that in the minors. And frankly, you don't see it from anyone else in the majors. There's a reason why Ryan Presley is the guy who shuts the door for the Houston Astros and a reason why he's climbing the ranks in all-time postseason saves, which he's not going to get one here because he was already in the game when they took the lead. But in scoreless appearances, Ryan Presley is that dude. The Astros have a lot of those dudes. And with this pitch, They're going to head back to Houston, up 3-2 in this series.
2: Presley works from the first base side of the rubber,
0: the 2-2.
2: Swing and a miss! Carter strikes out, and that is the ball game! What a win for the Houston Astros! They're one win away from a third trip to the World Series. Jose Altuve will go-ahead three-run homer in the top of the ninth, and the Astros hold on
3: for a 5-4 win over the Texas Rangers take a three games to two lead in the ALCS as a heartbreaker for these Rangers fans but the Astros are exuberant as they snatch the win away from the Rangers and they sweep at Globe Life Field Astros
2: go nine and one at Globe Life Field in 2023 but it's the last three wins that mean the most
0: High-pressure environments will show you and show the world what you're made of. All right? Some people collapse under it. They'll wilt under pressure. right? Can't get the big hit or can't make the big play or make the big pitch or the big shot or whatever it is in sports. But there are some when the pressure's at its highest, they thrive. Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, Ryan Presley is nails in the big moments. These Astros, when their backs are against the wall, when they're called upon, they come through. What a pitch there, right? That breaking ball, that curveball from Presley, my goodness, is that filthy, right? Like You can convince yourself that it's a strike, that it's either a slider or a fastball in the zone, and then it falls off the table. What the Astros have done with Presley, and especially since they've moved him to the ninth inning since 2020, my goodness, he has been been otherworldly in the biggest moments exactly what they needed dusty baker who just 20 minutes ago was livid furious can now dance happy brian abreu right who had to go sit at his locker didn't get to celebrate this with his teammates as it happened but you know He's able to not be mad at the situation. The Rangers, a gut punch, a devastating loss. A per- perhaps, and we don't know what's going to happen in the rest of the series, right? They can still win it. They still got a chance, right? You know, that's that's ultimately how it is. But given the stakes of this and given everything I discussed about the Rangers needing to win this in six, right? Not wanting to have a game seven against Javier, right? They're now going to have to go to Houston and right the ship because ultimately, right? You know, they fought back in this game. They had a huge moment. They were able to change the momentum, but then they let it all go. And it's not to blame it all on Garcia, right? You know, Garcia didn't throw that changeup that hung in the zone to Jose Altuve. Right. And he Garcia didn't control how long everything took, but his actions, right? Him losing his mind impacted things. Right? And who knows, right? Maybe Brian Abreu gets out of that jam all by himself and everything that happens, happens, right? But we'll never know. We can only judge based on what happened. And (laughs) baseball's a wonderful game, ain't it? Ain't baseball great. That's what we live for, right? That's why we watch the game and... You know, regardless of the outcome, it would have been great. Um, But it's all the more meaningful. It's all the more memorable because the Astros came back and they rallied. As Maldonado said, hey, the worst thing Garcia did was he woke us up, right? Because that seemed like a game. It almost seemed like a series when the Astros had taken back momentum, right? In games three and four. They had turned the tables in the series. It looked like the Rangers clawed it back. And they were going to take it all the way to the World Series. And yet, the Astros said, not so fast. Not so fast. Hey, and whether it was intentional, we're not going to know. Like, heading into game six tonight, is Abreu? going to be suspended like how's that all going to be adjudicated we don't know he was announced suspended for two games which you know i understand for a regular season but in the postseason like i don't know i don't know it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out and i'm definitely going to be watching and listening and I hope you all will continue to listen. Uh we'll we'll have the uh, the Phillies coming up soon. Phillies and D Backs. D Backs had a couple of great comebacks, and uh, we saw, you know, that series is gonna go at least six games, and the Phillies are gonna have a chance to win it in their in their home ballpark. Some fascinating things have been happening happening and this latest slate of games have been great. Can't wait for Game Six tonight. Framber Valdez, Nate Evaldi, Minute Maid Park should be a lot of drama. Should be a lot of tension. Can't wait, and we'll have plenty to say about it when we when we get ready for the World Series later this week. Until then, catch you next time on Fall Classic Rewind.